Hi, and welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast, where we talk about all things flute, live here on Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon is a place for fans like you to come and support creators like us. So why not join us over on Patreon and help us continue to make great content? The Flute Talk Podcast is also brought to you by the Flute Center of New York. The Flute Center of New York has the world's largest selection of flutes. If you need to buy a flute or piccolo, the Flute Center of New York has you covered. With our code TFC at checkout, you can try up to three to four flutes for up to 10 days, have an extended 18-month warranty, and free shipping worldwide. So be sure to go to the website flutes4sale.com. So that's flutes4sale.com. Flutes4sale.com. Just be sure to use that code TFC for all those perks, and a little bit of that does go our way. Another sponsor is, well, ourselves. We have a store. If you haven't noticed yet, we have a store over at store.theflutechannel.com. We have some shirts and posters and things like that over at Teespring. So you can definitely go there and get some merch, posters, whatever you'd like that we have. It will be there. You'll probably notice it under our videos. If you're interested, be sure to go to store.theflutechannel.com. That helps us out immensely. So yeah, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Emily. How's it going, Emily? Very good. How good. Are you? <laughs> I'm not too bad. Good, good, good. It's just uh, another month, another month, and another month of fluting and stuff like that. People have been practicing and stuff. And this is the podcast that we answer your questions. And um, and you can also support us in different ways, too, with the podcast, with the uh, Flute Center in New York, if you need to buy a flute. And uh, you can go on the website, flutesforsale.com. And use our code TFC. That's right. And uh, you get perks, and it also helps us out. And a lot of people have been using it, so thank you. We're very grateful for that. Yeah. And also, we have a Patreon. Yep, a Patreon, and also our store and our music shop too. All those things are in the description. So also, sometimes some people tip us on the. Yep. Feel free to tip us. Yeah. Super chat during live shows. We do this live every Sunday, every every last Sunday of the month. Yes. Um, and. Uh, yeah, we do that. So you can definitely help us out there and come and visit us live during that time. Yeah. And also just being a part of the community is super cool. And you can, uh, you know, subscribe, like our videos. Yeah. And that helps us out too. And oh, yeah. comment on what we do. And right. uh, yeah, exactly. Scary. So yeah, we're going to be talking about auditions today. So and other various questions too. That'll be one of our topics is auditioning because it's audition season for a lot of high school people. And also... Um, for entrance exams, for getting into an orchestra and stuff like that in different uh, conservatories. So uh, I know you did three uh, recordings this month with uh, for most um, U.S. Um, band, all state, I guess. Yeah, there were three studies that were required. Yes. And so I recorded them because we thought it would be helpful for our community. So, yeah, I hope. It was, but yeah, it's cool to have different versions. I guess there were other ones as well, but mm -hmm. it's always cool because it can give you ideas and... Yeah. Weird. So we have nobody in the chat. I think we should... Hold on. Maybe We have some technical difficulties here. If you're watching, please let us know. Oh, yeah, there are people. That's good. <laughs> Sometimes we have these glitches and it happens. So yeah. Um, to audition. So... We have some questions I ask people uh, on um, YouTube and also on Instagram about auditioning. And like a lot of people have, um, well, one person in particular was talking about anxiety. Claudia, she wanted to know, do you have any tips on audition anxiety? Okay, well, um, yeah, yes and no, because it's, uh, okay, so you have anxiety about the audition. Like it's normal, first thing, it's normal to have anxiety uh, because it is a stressful thing. So sometimes when we try to fight emotions, it doesn't really work. Right. You kind of have to accept that it's a stressful event. But then if you want to uh, visualize your stress as maybe it's in a basket and you have all that stress in the basket, every time you practice, you can empty the basket a little bit because you're ready. You're getting yourself ready for mm -hmm. it. And then if you do a mock audition, then you're getting more used to it. Like, let's say you were doing an audition every week. After a while, you'll get, you would get used to it. You'd, you'd be less stressed about it. Mm -hmm. But because you do it maybe once a year, it's, you know, it's something, and it's something that you put a lot of weight on. 
So um, when you prepare well, it helps. But also there's things that you control and things that you don't control in this situation. Mm. Maybe try to identify what you do control and let go of what you don't. Like uh, don't focus too much on the result because the result you don't really control. There's going to be judges choosing. Mm -hmm. But you can control on how you prepare. And also I would say don't identify too much with the result either. Mm -hmm. Because it's just... One time you played in front of people, it doesn't um, make, it doesn't uh, have anything to do with who you are, mm -hmm. your talent, or so you just do your best, you know, you prepare the best you can, mm -hmm. you play the best you can. If you do have a setback, it's just a setback. Like all the greatest people who achieved the greatest mm -hmm. things, they always say that they've had a lot of. Uh, of um i just have the french word in my head uh ishek you know a lot of um like i'd say setbacks setbacks yeah setbacks is good yeah you know but the thing is how you get up from them mm -hmm. you know but you you might also win first place in the audition yeah, exactly but you don't like don't identify too much with it and just prepare as best as you can mm -hmm. and i would say there's two ways when you prepare there's learning and there's doing mock editions and do a couple and if you have no one to sit there and listen to you just record yourself and that's going to be stressful enough and you don't stop you do as if it was a real thing yeah first time <laughs> it will be tough because you'll want to stop to correct things but mm -hmm. no you don't you do the whole thing then you can listen to it mm -hmm. you might even realize some things are better than you thought they were You also have to acknowledge the good stuff, not yeah, just the bad stuff. Because yeah. when we look at ourselves, we tend to be harder than when we look at others. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, be nice to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because like mm -hmm. you're very courageous to do it. And that's how mm -hmm. you should see it. Like mm -hmm. it's a growth experience. Mm -hmm. Totally. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. But you're always growing out of it. Right. If exactly. you take it the right way. Mm -hmm. um, what else is there? There's a lot of questions, but we'll try to run through a bunch of them. And then we have a new segment, which we'll talk about later, which is going to be cool. But uh, how much time, uh, how much practice time does it take to learn a piece for an audition or a concert? Well, those are two big different things. An audition is like a couple little things usually, and then, and then a concert's like a concert takes can take for a long can take a long time. You know, some people can do it very quickly. Some people can do it very. It depends on so many factors. Yeah, so many factors. Too. Yeah, because like if I'm learning tonal music, so music that's uh, maybe you know like mm -hmm. that I use scales and arpeggios and stuff like that that i already know it's going to probably be a bit faster than if i learn something super contemporary mm -hmm. with a lot of effects mm -hmm. and like my brain will require a little bit more time than mm -hmm. if i'm like oh that's a d major scale and that's a yeah you know mm -hmm. so it depends on the repertoire exactly. it depends on your level as yep. a first time i had to prepare a whole concert mm -hmm. an hour concert was at the end of my bachelor's degree and took me a year you know to yeah. prepare the whole thing sure. and yeah and for auditions it's uh different too because sometimes every cycle they pick different pieces so you're not you're not gonna learn four or five different things and be like oh i have this for the next five years it's always gonna be the same thing sometimes they change it so you have to know well in advance try to find out on the day of that they announce it find out when that day is and then start learning those things you might be lucky and you've already learned some of them before so you just have to kind of re Yeah. Put them back, rehash them up. Because the excerpts, yeah. there's some you might know yeah. and you're just yeah. re-preparing them. Exactly. Yeah. And so it depends a lot. depends a lot. So, you know, uh, I would just advise just like go in, go into one of those things, try it out. The first time is always going to be longer. The second time usually is going to be shorter for the yeah. next cycle that you learn things. And like the time you have, try to just uh, <laughs> organize it well, like... Mm -hmm. start with the toughest stuff because that's what your brain will require the most time to uh, mm -hmm. to learn really yeah. so I would start with the most difficult things there you go and that uh, goes into this question funny enough Kunish wants to know does an audition piece necessarily have to be super difficult and virtuosic not necessarily um, not necessarily sometimes it's uh, a couple of excerpts that don't advise you to be virtuosic but to actually play like you're blending in with other instruments while the instruments are not even there but i think maybe the question she means um i think that she means sometimes you have a piece that you choose right for the audition mm -hmm. and um maybe she wants to know it could be that yeah 
if you have to choose Damn. a piece at virtual so that's yeah. very fast and i would say like usually people want to hear a little bit of everything like mm -hmm. if you have something that's that has a little bit of speed but also like phrasing mm -hmm. and musicality but the most important is something that you control and totally. that you can play well yep. because uh, nothing is easy per se like to play it well mm -hmm. like when we learn it's funny because we have levels for pieces you know oh that's a level one and mm -hmm. that's a level two piece and that's a level but once you're a professional you don't care about those things anymore because you can play pretty much everything mm -hmm. but you still see all that music on the same level of mm -hmm. respect and yep. of musicality and so maybe like i don't know yeah. if that answers the yeah, question yeah hopefully it answers it, yeah something that you can play well yeah I would exactly say, you yeah know? and then you're confident in that shows rhythm because that's the most important thing that they listen to is a good yeah. self of rhythm if you don't have that they kind of deduct a lot from people um referring to the pulse yeah referring to the pulse and stuff super important yeah and like but play there's naturally also too. a lot of pieces like when you pick a piece, if your teacher is good, they're going to try to find something. Some pieces are not that tough, but right. sound very difficult. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. some pieces are very difficult, but don't sound that difficult. Right. So if you're auditioning, you might want to choose what's mm -hmm. advantaging you. Yeah. You know, there's some show pieces that are not that tough. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Julia wants to know, how do you, how do I make my sound more stronger and more audible in a large concert hall? So I guess like say you're auditioning as well. That could be something like that or in a concert setting. Like how do you project, you know? We've talked about that in the past in this previous podcast about projection and stuff like that. And I've I've heard like James Goway from, you know, hundreds of meters away in a gigantic concert hall. And he sounded amazing in the very back. You know what I mean? So and when I've known I knew somebody who was sitting in the front near the front row and his sound was very, very loud and, uh, but very beautiful, but loud and stuff like that. So that, that energy from where he is, that little guy can project that out there. You have to have lots of energy inside that's within a controlled sense. Like it's not like blatantly like, you know, like a trombone playing super loud and all that stuff. There's a lot of control in his playing, but I, he said he was playing very loud all the time. Even his pianissimos were loud, but pianissimo, if that makes sense. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because... Uh, dynamics sometimes have more to do with tim timber 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 it's always difficult for yeah. me uh, with timber than uh, than with the level of uh, decibels mm -hmm. but yeah sometimes when your sound doesn't project enough it's because you um, you cover the yep. embouchure hole a little bit too much so try to keep it uncovered mm -hmm. if the distance between your upper lip and the, the lip plate of the flute is not big enough you're not going to have a sound that projects you need some edge there see that's you pretty important there that's a good that's a good point yeah and then there's the there's the air speed and mm -hmm. the, the the air support that you get with the the whole mid mid yes of your body mid of section yeah your totally. core mm -hmm. you your know core. you need to use your core but like it's not just the front, it's the front, the sides, the back, mm -hmm. like everything working together and not just the belly, but also the, the rib cage. Um, so yeah, but check your embouchure. Don't cover more than a third to a fourth of it with your lower lip and don't bring your upper lip forward because if you do, then the distance between your upper lip mm -hmm. and the lip plate on the other side is closer and you want to get it, get some distance there to mm -hmm. get a, some edge in your sound. Right. So, yeah, if you guys have audition questions um, for us to look at, definitely, and you're listening on the podcast or if you're watching this later, leave it down in the comments. We'll start, we'll do another episode or do a video about auditioning and answer those questions as well. But, yeah, uh, I saw a couple questions in the chat. We'll answer some questions now then. And I saw somebody say um, intermediate pieces, and it was Elijah. Elijah wants to know, are there any pieces that you would recommend to an intermediate flutist? So if we take intermediate as, like, you know grade four to grade eight i guess like that would be a solid okay. inter a solid intermediate flute player because like an intermediate flute player from texas is an amazing flutist you know or if you're in different places in different yeah, states it's all pretty too high, high. Yeah. yeah so people have a different range of intermediate but i think that's a safe range yeah um i think vivaldi concertos oh, especially yeah. I, I love the il cardellino you know that that's a showpiece and that's not that hard like it's mm -hmm. in d major and you need to know double tonguing yeah. and then it's fun and it sounds good. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not 
like and it's good to put and it's actually pretty cool to put together because it's like very ensemble like yeah and there's parts where like it's yeah like you say mm -hmm. like the, the orchestra or piano yeah helps like, does one part then it's mm -hmm. your turn like yeah. it's really like call to an answer type of stuff yeah like, and not too complicated because my recommendation would have been like Poulenc because that's like something that high schoolers play bit, all the time. That's but that's a bit like more advanced. I would. I, I would, would say. I would say that would be like if you want to push yourself. That's like that push yourself piece. I no, guess. That, that's no? more advanced. I yeah. think. Okay. Yeah. It's just funny because like in high school it's always first movement Poulenc if it's something modern like something yeah. from. And then like Griffith's poem, high schoolers play that thing like nothing. That's like a thing yeah. that high schoolers play. Yeah. But I don't see it as a, I. Uh, it's more advanced, but because you have an advanced high schoolers mm -hmm. too. Yeah. For me, like intermediate is uh, like you said, a bit Vivaldi. easier than that. Yeah. Like yeah. Vivaldi, maybe some Bach sonatas. Because yeah. we're trying to pick some Bach stuff that you can find pretty yeah. easily, right? Bach sonatas, it depends hmm. on which ones because yeah, they're pretty tough for the breathing. Oh, Handel sonatas are Handel a little bit easier. Handel sonatas are, yeah. But they're still and they're good so though. beautiful. Yeah. And um, in the French book, there's one that I remember when I played it. I was like, this one is pretty realistic. Was it the Perilou? The yep, Perilou fairly, Ballad? Yeah, yeah a lot like of people don't in, play it, though. I think it's in B-flat or something like that. It was just going in the fingers pretty mm -hmm. well. Yeah. I was like, wow, that sounds tough, but it's not a, that tough. Um, yeah. But like yeah, intermediate. You see, we don't even agree on on what intermediate yeah, is. So it's really yeah. it's a bit wide for, uh, yeah, it's a wide question. So but yeah, there's a couple there. Vivaldi's a really good starting point. Vivaldi, I love Vivaldi. Yeah. A lot of uh, Baroque concertos like that. Mm -hmm. They're so beautiful, like Quants and Stamets. Okay. And, uh, yeah. I think they're interesting. You said Stamets, yeah. Stamets, Stamets is very good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. Um, yeah, and the more modern stuff, maybe uh, you can play Syrinx. Yep. You can play um, La Danse de la Chèvre yep. from Onager. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. If you go on, um, you know, some some schools or some schools that do exams, you know, for uh, different levels, you'll see lists of, uh, they have websites like the Royal mm -hmm. Conservatory. Mm hmm they have websites and there you can find the requirements and they have pieces for different levels right. that might give you ideas. Yeah. Then you can cross-reference on YouTube and find versions, see mm -hmm. if you like mm -hmm. the piece. Exactly. So, and then we have one more question then we'll go to our new segment. That's going to be cool. Uh, DIY Adam Odoran. So hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, how do I make sure my tongue is prepared before I play a fast etude without tonguing before I start? So I guess okay, so yeah. you're starting right away. Yeah. Tuk -tuk 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 -tuk. yeah. Okay. So what <laughs> I do personally is I put my tongue where it should be because we oh. tend to think that tonguing is putting the is when the tongue comes forward, but tonguing really the sound is when the tongue goes back. Mm -hmm. So I put my tongue there, just where like at the where the teeth and the roof of the mouth meet i put the tip of my tongue there and then the air is in the back already and then i just release my tongue go you know but it, the sound that you hear that it's yeah. not my tongue going forward it's my tongue going back right since i started doing that it changed my life mm. it took me i think 20 years to figure mm. that one out because no one well, had told me mm. to do that i just That'd be a cool video to do. That's a good, interesting thing. <laughs> yeah. There, I don't time. know why no one had told me. Right. I guess they thought I knew. <laughs> I think I yeah. read that somewhere and then I was like, oh, I'll mm. try that. Nice. Huh. And uh, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. That's so good because I was reading that. I was like, wow, like you never think about that, but it's so important, you know, like to that realization. Be like, oh. It changed my changed tongue completely. Yeah. It made it so much, e so much easier, mm -hmm. especially a first note. Totally. So we're going to do a new segment. It's going to, or we've never had segments really before, but we're going to try something new and it's called like, what's the flute or what the flute. So like, it's kind of like the weird and the amazing that we find online of the flute. And okay. we kind of like just understand. And it was that thing with the KSI. I don't know. He's a musician and YouTuber and stuff. And he referenced you yesterday or it would actually be two days ago two on days Friday ago, yeah. on his show on his second channel. And you were right at the beginning and he wanted to, he bought his new E-Star flute, the one that we reviewed. Uh, a while ago 
Um, and then he wrote. Then he wrote, yeah, how, how to, to flute. flute. <laughs> yeah, how to flute. And you showed up, and he watched your, I think, how to get a clear sound out of uh how to get a clear sound out of the flute yeah, it's a bit sad because yeah the algorithm didn't give him the right video cause no there I, were a couple videos we have videos for beginners yeah the that, first flute lesson one yeah but that, that wasn't better. really a video for beginners so he was like what is the she clear flute about? one the clear the clear sound one not the not the first flute lesson one first flute lesson one is good no no yeah, i mean yeah. the, the video that he watched yes that's right was not really for beginners no it wasn't yeah so I was like, that's not going to be very helpful no, for no, him no. because he doesn't even know anything yeah, yet. Yeah. And I'm talking about a clear sound. Right. So I was a bit sad about that, but it's just the algorithm. Right, exactly, exactly. But we have and, his, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But we have his clip and just uh, keep in mind, uh, there is just a little bit of uh, swearing in it at the beginning. But uh, Emily, you look at it because I, I made a little clip of actually the, sec the, the part that he actually played. Okay. Okay. And it's only a few seconds long. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> oh my god. Oh. See that hand position though? Wow. That hand position's okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that's it. You can't freeze frame it, but you can go to the original video and uh, check it out. But like, he moves his hand. I don't know if you want to grab your flute, but dude, don't play backwards on your flute. But what did you think about that? Is it, is it like. Well, I was impressed because yeah. he plays backwards and he still makes a sound. I don't know if I can do that. No, I'll no, try. no. And like, we can't really see the fingers, but I can do oh, it. Yeah. yeah. And then like, yeah. his hands were. Can't see it on the screen. Everything but, yeah. was backwards, but okay. Like, yeah. he just has to go back on the other side. The other side, side exactly. Yeah. But yeah. His right hand position was really good, but that hand's actually supposed to be on the other side. So, yeah, like we'll see. Like, he can see. see potential. It's just yeah. he needs to put his flute on the other side. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to give him a little lesson on, uh, yeah. <laughs> on that. So, yeah. <laughs> and like, help him. Yeah. Or he can watch a real beginner video. Yeah, yeah, the real <laughs> beginner video, which is like, I think, even the trailer video for our channel. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. And but I know. Yeah, yeah, it was kind that of funny. Was, uh, funny. Yeah, it was that funny was to see that. And I was like, whoa, what's this? Pretty and, funny. Yeah, and he's a musician. Hopefully. Like it'd be cool if he learned another instrument because I, why not add it to his repertoire Had a of, bit uh, of music? Flute in his music, in his rap yeah. music, yeah. So flute is amazing. Yeah. So that's what the flute. That's a new segment <laughs> we're calling mm -hmm. it. That's a. So if you guys have something like that to share with us, either on Instagram, share it with us on uh, YouTube with a link of something that is a bit strange or something wonderful about flute. Like if you know a wonderful player that's played something super cool, send it to us and we'll definitely do that uh, more. So yeah, that's what's the flute. So um, now we'll go back to questions. A couple more questions and then we will uh, call it a day. But what the flute? Yeah, that's right. Odyssey, it's essential. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rock, yeah, there you go. Yeah, what the flute? It's a good one, I think. We'll think of new ones. If you guys have ideas for uh, for uh, new segments for us, let us know too, you yeah. know? That's pretty cool. Uh, Sarah Celine, I think, wrote something here. She's like, how do I get better at fast passages? Okay. In general. Yeah. In general, I would say um, <coughs> practice um, scales or technical exercises mm -hmm. that you repeat a lot. Mm -hmm. Because like, if you want your fingers to move fast in a certain uh, setting, like in a certain uh, right. sequence, you just have to do it often enough so that you don't really have to think about mm -hmm. it anymore. So like... Let's say in uh, Tafanel and Gobert, the daily exercises, you mm -hmm. do EJ1, you pick one page and you work on that page for a whole week mm -hmm. until it gets easy. And mm -hmm. then you go, or even two lines, just two lines, and mm -hmm. you repeat them, mm -hmm. you know. And there are studies that show that, uh, let's say, practicing 30 minutes in a row something is not as efficient as practicing it, stopping, going back, stopping, okay. going back. Mm -hmm. Because like forgetting and coming back to it, is really what makes it super strong in your brain. Right. So, um, but like 30 minutes is not exaggerated. But you know what I mean? Like yep. It's it's good to go back to the exercise, not just do it once. So there's that. And then there's also a lot to do about uh, your posture. Because if your fingers are holding your flute, if they're busy mm -hmm. holding the flute because the flute is not in, right. in a good uh, balance, then uh, your flute will tilt. Your fingers will be busy keeping the yeah, flute up keeping and then up. they won't be free to move. Or if you're, you know, if you have a bad posture uh -huh. and that kind of constricts your movements or, um, yeah, those types of things. Uh -huh. And then you can use rotation, 
other little things like that. We have videos about how to play faster. Yep. So maybe watch that. But yeah, like practicing and with technique, I think that sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do 20 different exercises no. at once. Like pick one, practice it, get fast at this one. Mm-hmm. You don't need that many, you no. know? It's better true. to pick something and really practice it a lot. Yep. And like, yeah, technical group player is good for that because they kind of back then they analyzed like those guys saw what most music played is like whatever's being played. They put these exercises so that you can play all those things from 200, yeah. 100 years ago. Like, because composers write like that. They write with repetitive stuff. They, they write do stuff. with the scales, the yeah. scales and thirds, the arpeggios. If yeah. you know those things, your scales, scales yeah. and thirds and arpeggios, you know pretty about much About 90%, everything. yeah. And then do studies, like one study a mm-hmm. week or one study every two weeks. It's a pretty good thing to do. You it's know, the it purpose, works. yeah. It it's works on everything. It yeah. works on the technique and on the musicality yeah. and the articulation all at once. And yeah. it Every student yeah. I have, I had one student who didn't want to do studies mm-hmm. for years. And then I said, let's try. And yeah. she got better so fast with the studies. She was like, right. that's amazing. Why did I want to do it for? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just life. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't ready. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I know so. a lot of people like are like that. And they kind of even treat studies like, yeah, like it, it really does help if you do it like once a week. And just it brings you more if you're doing it by yourself. If you're learning flute by yourself in general uh studies are a good teacher for you you know because you're investigating in this thing you're it's like reading a short story every week you're learning something new and and you don't need to make it perfect it's really it's just a study yeah it's just a study it's disposable in fact you play it you play it your best and then you learn a new one because the point is not to stay on it for too long so if you do have to stay on it for too long then maybe it's a bit too difficult for you just pick something easier and learn more of them and build build up from there and then you'll go back to that level of study you know i i prefer to do a bit easier and do one a week than have to keep it for a month exactly like analyze it for that week have fun with it do things that you might not necessarily would do for the study you did before you know all those types of things are pretty important and uh is like probably the one thing I would encourage besides the scales and stuff like that. If you're learning by yourself studies and all your scales and arpeggios. Because you, in you're studies, good, you're going to put all those things into practice yeah. in a way, you know? Yeah. And that helps you with your sight reading. Like sight reading is about reading every day. Yeah. Something so new. So if you so learn that something new every week, mm-hmm. it's uh, but pieces you can keep for longer. You can keep for three months if you want a year, if you want a piece, you know, but studies mm-hmm, change. Mm-hmm. Ah, another question here. Happy Sunrise. What do you think about the Ostenauer, or wait, Austin Sammer family? Ernst Austin Sammer was in Vienna Philharmonic, and now his son, Andras, is in Berlin, Phil, and the other son is in Vienna Phil. I love them, but I feel like I have no choice. chance. Chance for what? Like, to get into those orchestras? Because a family of flutists are in two different orchestras? Let us know. Because <laughs> that's interesting. I don't even know who they are. I know the guy from, yeah. I know the guy from Vienna Phil, but... Anyways, let's uh, I, let us know I, I don't more know much about that. Yeah, that the orchestra world is a uh, is uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on in different places. So, but like no like chance, orchestra chances like, and audition. Oh, that makes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I see. um, if you want to play in an orchestra, you have to be willing to move. I guess. Yeah. Like you have to go where the opportunity jobs are. Is, and yeah. So if you are willing to do that and you're working hard towards mm-hmm, that goal. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you have a chance? Like it all yeah. depends on what you're willing to uh, you don't do know. to get there. Yeah. Like, you don't it, know unless you try, as well too. Yeah, you know, your self-fulfilling prophecy. Sometimes yeah. along the way you realize. Sometimes you get to that and you're like, yes, that was my dream, mm-hmm. and I'm happy. And sometimes you say, you know what, I'm gonna switch dreams because that's not really making me happy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fine too. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Well, you know, yeah, just try. You know, like. The feeling like you have no chance in auditions, that's a normal feeling, but you also shouldn't have the feeling that you prepared yourself, you're ready to do this and do that. But the in audition. a way, like you should try to, like, I don't know how to say that because you can't not feel a way. Like, if you feel that way, you feel that way. But I know it's normal, like, though, but, but yeah. in a way, if you go to an audition and you're like, 
oh, I don't have a chance. Like you've seen a lot of people winning in the Olympics, yeah. coming with an attitude of, oh, I have no chance of winning. No, like, yeah. You have to kind of pump yourself yeah, up you, a little you, bit. You, you're at that ability level. If you're, you have to under, you have to know that you're at this door because you've practiced so much. Like, yeah, no yeah. Olympian has walked onto the the thing saying, so like, "I'm." So it's uh, normal, yes and no, in the sense that, yes, but people who do win, I think they don't think like that. No, like you have to maybe. switch your mindset if yeah. you want to win, and you're not gonna win if you come in thinking, "I'm not gonna win this. I'm not gonna win no, this." No, no, no. Like, like you have to have this. Uh, so you have yeah. to work on that Switching if that's it. your mindset you have to work on changing that yeah um you know there's good books about Positive. uh psych um sports psychology yeah. and sports psychology is really so close to what we do when we yeah. audition when we play in concert uh so like first one that's super tiny and it's not really sports psychology yeah. but it's uh the inner game of tennis it's an old book but it's really good and then after that there's um in pursuit of excellence mm -hmm. it's a psychologist who wrote that it's pretty good like you can really find good books about yeah. that or just consult a sports psychologist totally. or a performance psychologist someone who's because like you have to switch that if you want to yeah. win yeah and also like just learn take what you can out of those th out of those books out of that those opportunities you get and turn it into positive things you don't have to take everything because i knew people who were always like game time go you know in the audition line and like they're so pumped but they never win So, I mean, you But know, usually what what they say in sports psychology, what I understood from what I read and all that mm -hmm. stuff is that if you focus about the goal, which you don't really yes. have control over because you don't control how other people will play, you don't control how people will perceive you, mm -hmm. the judges, all that. Your energy is not in the right place. Right. So right. you probably won't win. Mm hmm. If you're just pumped, I'm yeah, going to yeah, win, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. so great. And But you're not thinking about your notes, about breathing, yeah. about your posture, about all the important things. What is about things. to happen, yeah. So it's about, don't focus about mm -hmm. this family or don't focus yeah. about, focus yeah. on what you control, what you can do. Totally. You know, moving your mm -hmm. fingers, blowing in mm -hmm. your flute, tonguing, mm -hmm. <laughs> those mm -hmm. types of things. Yeah. That's what you control. Yeah. If you're not focusing on that, you're focusing on... If you're focusing on something else, you're not focusing on that. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes you lose. Yeah. It's not the other people, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. So hopefully that helps. That's a... There's a whole thing about that, you know? Um, Ivy Panda wants to know, do you know any warm-ups so I could hold notes longer? Okay. Oh, there's some good questions coming well, up, too. Well, you can do some, uh, yeah, some breathing exercises. Like uh, One that I love is... Uh, empty your lungs completely and mm -hmm. when you think it's empty you continue to push like <laughs> and right. you go a bit forward because we tend to lean back yep. when we don't have enough air it's not a good thing to do because uh you want to push the air out so you lean forward mm -hmm. it's rare that i say to lean forward but in this case you push the air out mm -hmm. and then once you don't have any air left when you take a big breath like that's a very big breath mm -hmm. and then you do it again you push the air out you do this two three times that's very good then you can hold a, a note for a long time and just count how much mm -hmm. time you can do it you can also breathe two in and then breathe three out two in six out like mm -hmm. we have a video about breathing exercises that's pretty complete maybe look at that video but yeah. uh, also when you play uh, write your breathing marks in your music mm -hmm. that could uh, that can be a big game changer yeah. for a lot of totally, people totally right mm -hmm. where you're gonna breathe yeah and try to stick to that you can move them While you practice, you'll yeah. discover that some of your breathing marks, nah, I don't like it there. Mm -hmm. You can move mm -hmm. them. But the goal has to be to pick something that you're comfortable with and that mm -hmm. you'll stick to. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There you go. Hopefully that helps. Uh, Zark Kent wants to know, em uh, Emily, uh, do you also teach piano in online class? I know people who say one instrument at a time, but I feel like if anyone is trying to learn to play music, then they should start in the piano. Yeah, you teach online. I uh, teach piano online. Yeah, teach online piano online as well. As well. Yep. We have, you have your online studio. Yeah. Yep. And I I learned two instruments at the at same once. time mm -hmm. and they both helped each other. Mm -hmm. And my son has learned so many instruments mm -hmm. and right. I think it just made his understanding of music Easier, amazing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because like Cause it comes so easily him for like, him. Oh, chords like he can hear chords like nothing sure. and piano like he understood how to transpose mm -hmm. and harmony and Then, like, with trombone, he understood yeah. some other stuff. And All those things are going to help you, no matter what. If you learn another instrument, there's so many new things you're going to learn that's going to apply to your music ability, like you said. Like, it's only going to upgrade you, you know. 
Yeah, and it all depends. Like, if you want to be a virtuoso in one thing and Mm -hmm. you want to just focus on that, it's good. Yeah, sure. If you want to be more versatile and maybe be an arranger and know more about different instruments, it's also good. Like, or a Because music doesn't stop at your instrument. You know, music is like everywhere. So it's good to be curious about all the music. So you're going to eventually play with somebody else. That's another instrument. And it's guaranteed. Following who you are, like, we don't need three of the same pe- person you nope. know what i mean so exactly following who you are mm-hmm. deep inside like it's gonna bring you probably more joy and more more of um uh your essence mm-hmm. like what what's gonna make you a place yeah you know what i mean exactly yeah. cool hopefully that answers your question if you want to have online lessons with emily just email us at info at the flute studio times are uh, still available yeah um what is it? We have another two more questions, I think. Two or three more questions, I think we'll call it a day. It's amazing question so far. What etudes do you recommend for playing faster? Didn't we already recommend a couple etudes? But the Blue Book is a good book for etudes. I like the Cavalli books. Cavalli book, yeah. There's three of them, I think. Yeah, three or four, yeah. They're pretty good. So Cavalli, if you write study yeah. Cavalli, you should yeah. find it online. It's uh, Cavalli is the guy who put them together. Yeah. He's not the composer. He yeah. just put them together in an... Uh, they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, Those are going to help you. And let's find like ones that are like Anderson, and Presto. Yeah, Anderson, Opus 15. When you get, like he wrote a lot of yeah, studies. Yeah, a lot of stuff that can go fast and very Yeah, like, that's like the other level. Yeah, the level, yeah. But like it all depends on your level. Yeah, they, like they speed. Will, they yeah. will all help you to play faster totally. eventually. But yeah. All depends on your level. I love Garibaldi so yeah, much. Yeah, Garibaldi is so good. All the, it's true. It's a mignon, you know, yeah. the pretty yeah. studies. They're so cute and mm. yeah. Uh, we got a couple other. We actually got a couple more. What do we got here? Uh, okay. How many hours did you practice flute at most? I would say five. I would say five. Five was my max. With a break, with the hour breaks, oh, with I a would take not a hour lot breaks, of breaks, but fifteen minute breaks. Yeah. In between, yeah. within a five hour period, so like th- four break, five breaks of fifteen minutes is a whole hour. So really, I only practice four hours. <laughs> I think when Ish. I was doing my masters, I would practice five, maybe six, but. Sometimes I wouldn't practice per se, but study my music yeah. or other. So maybe I went up to six, but five hours of playing the flute is yeah. enough uh, for me. And I think I would be, be pretty wise to kind of like trans while you're learning in school or while you're learning with the teacher is also like learn to play without having to practice those four or five hours beforehand that day. So you have some type of gig and you don't have time to do stuff. You don't have time to do four hours of practicing. You know, I feel like people kind of when they finish like their schooling and stuff like that and they're out there they still feel that they have to practice four hours or five hours a day just to keep just up. to keep up you know yeah but i would s- i think at one point uh if you have a good level you don't need to you you already built that yeah and you can um, apply it maybe more to yeah maybe you don't need to practice that much yeah. every day anymore yeah. but yeah or even when you are building you should i feel that sometimes we're taught that you need to warm up every day. If you don't warm up, your sound will be horrible. And I was mm-hmm. like, I played yesterday until 10 p.m. I went to bed. I woke up. Now it's 10 a.m. Right. Did I forget how to play the flute yeah. in 12 hours? Really? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm all for doing sound exercises and mm. all that stuff. But I mean, if you're at a certain level mm-hmm. and you've played flute so many times, like so many hours, you didn't forget how to mm-hmm. make a sound. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to do sound exercises, but if I don't have time, I can still go and record in a professional uh-huh, studio uh-huh, and uh-huh, I won't be uh-huh. nervous. I know right. that. And I think sometimes we block ourselves with those those thoughts that we created out of nowhere. Uh-huh. like, And we've been told that you have to do this. And right. we're just blocking ourselves uh-huh. with those thoughts, yeah. I think. There we go. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, we both agree on ah, that. Thanks for the $50 of the super chat. You can do that too. Oh, thank thanks you so, so much. much. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank you. And Roxanne. then Roxanne. <laughs> Julian Herrera wants to know what etudes do you recommend for college auditions? For example, the Anderson Opus 33 or Tefano Gobert 24 Progressive Etudes. Greetings from, greetings from Columbia. Well, uh, college auditions usually just be sure to check. Dif- every college is different with their requirements sometimes. So find out what etudes are acceptable. If they tell you to choose your own etude, you know, like we were saying, uh, research a little bit like there's opus uh, 33 there's a lot of great in the andersons there's two or three really great etudes that are 
Yeah, and it's, super it's university. Stando. Like, I think I was learning them in university, yeah. so it's totally fine. Yeah, totally opus. fine. Yeah, that opus, but like, yeah. pick one or two, find out uh, online which ones people play the most, listen to them, then pick. Uh, Teofano Gobert, I never really heard many people like use I never that auditions. Per- I never learned I know them, them but I, they're just like, I don't know. They're just eight, I know their I know their technical exercises. Yeah. I don't know those studies, but right. I would like to look at them. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely go through them. Um, what else do we got here? I'm currently Stephen Josh wants to know. Uh, I'm currently shopping for a new flute. I have a silver Brannon and a gold and a gold Powell. Both feel and play similar to me. Do you have any suggestions for finding the one? Okay, well, the one flute, right? So. If you're trying so to find, you're trying yeah. two flutes, but you don't know which one to buy. Yeah, hmm. I think that's what it is. I think she, they have a silver Brandon and a golden Powell. They don't know. That's their decision points. If, well, well, yeah. Maybe try them with uh, someone else there, mm-hmm. and maybe blindfold yourself yeah. and try them without seeing what it is. Yeah. And if you have someone who knows the flute and can listen and also tell you what they think you sound better on. Maybe For, yeah. also a person who doesn't see. And then if they do sound the same, then I would take the cheapest. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like record them. I would record. Oh, that's I would record closely. I would record closely. So put the, uh, hopefully you have a good enough microphone because really a cell phone, my cell phone won't really do the job, do its purpose. But if you have a little H1 or something, do it at two different distances, close, close, like about two feet or three feet away. And then one 50 feet away. Or 100 feet away if you can do it, like as far as you if can you in the space, room. Yeah, as far as you and can. then listen to, and try to record both the same way, the pieces, and then listen to them and cycle through them and listen to them throughout a couple of days and then hear what it sounds like far away and frontwards and ask yourself, is this what I'm trying to, am I, am I, um, omitting, yeah, which, which one do you prefer and which one am I doing the best on and all that yeah. stuff. So, but um, if it really sounds the same. Then I would pick the cheapest. Yeah, I'd pick the cheapest. Both are going to be costly, regardless, regarding yeah, to yeah, repairs. Both yeah, uh, and to repair, which will it will need. No expensive flute will ever not need to be repaired. They need to be repaired. In fact, probably even more. I would argue more than uh, some uh, budget flutes. You know, you have to bring it in every six six months to a year to keep it all in standard. Because as soon as you neglect it for several years, especially gold flutes and like very very high end. Um, flutes they're going to wear and degrade and then the repair cost is just going to build and build and build yeah, and then yeah. you're going to have to deal it's with new pieces coming into the like flute, for which sure if you have a more expensive optimal. flute it's more expensive to keep up as well yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah. like with a car you yeah know? just like with a car you so. buy a corolla the parts are cheapest than if you buy a mercedes yeah exactly <laughs> but uh finding the one like i said those steps like recording yourself how you feel how it feels on your fingers all those types of things and like yeah you know, and play like try to play different things. Like yes. Play legato. Oh, play yeah. staccato. Play high. Play low. Play yeah. uh, uh, intervals. Yeah. Big intervals. Like play, yep. don't play only one type of thing. Like yeah. long notes because like yep. some sometimes uh, tonguing will be easier on on one head joint than on another and all those things. So yeah, yeah. try to play a little bit of everything yeah. high notes low notes like exactly. everything yeah try those different articulations different yeah. uh, styles of different styles like, of music like baroque romantic modern those are usually the three that flutists play a lot and then a little bit of like classical i would say classical too like just a little extra if you're only of each. playing one piece that's yeah. one style oh yeah you might find out find out later that um maybe oh you know, i couldn't play baroque it doesn't sound very good this golden flute on baroque music maybe you know no, you know like, you're like oh no you want to find an all-arounder that can do that you can feel that can do a little bit more but you're not even kind of even there yet you know like it has room for for growth yeah. and stuff so but they're both good flutes oh yeah so it sounds like they're probably be gonna be great flutes either and, way <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and the microphone i don't think you yeah. can make a mistake yeah. with any of them exactly and the microphone test i think i would just consider them like ears right so you, you should treat them like that too when you listen back like and all those things um what do you who do you think is the best flutist who ever lived <laughs> yeah that's, that's the question i don't know best flutist ever lived i don't know i think there's a a lot of a lot of great flutists that are not necessarily even classical flutists. Like Hubert Laws is a great flutist, I thought. I listened to him sometimes, and it's always a good sound to listen to. Like, I don't think in music you can... Personally, I don't think in those terms. Like, it's yeah. not like who runs the fastest, you know? Yeah. It's not It's not a... Um, 
athletic uh, no, endeavor. It's no, an it's artistic endeavor. Artistic, yeah. And in an artistic endeavor, there's so much um, subjectivity. Yep, exactly. Um, one person's sound can uh, really touch you and another one person won't be touched by the same sound. Mm -hmm. Like There's so many amazing musicians at, at mm -hmm. a certain level that, yeah, I can't really answer that question. <laughs> I can't choose. That's funny. Um, we'll, we'll do one or two more questions. All pretty great here. Um, oh, okay, it's about memorization again about uh, Tafano Gobert. My teacher told me I have to memorize the scales and I don't know what to do. How should I memorize? Is there a trick for memorization? There is a trick. Yes. So there's two things. Major scales, is it major or minor or both? I think I'll it's explain. the Tafano Gobert thing. I think it's Tafano Gobert that he's trying to memorize. Okay, first, like, do you know all the orders of sharps and flats and how to find what's fast what? like yeah. know that a flat major has b flat e yeah. flat a flat and d flat mm. you know do you know that if you don't um well yeah maybe we should make a video about that exactly so there's this part and then for the tafanel and gobert um you know you always do the scale from the degree one to degree one because mm. there's seven degrees in a scale like c d e f g a b and then C comes again, so eight, but eight and one are the same note. Then when you do in G, you just transpose one to eight on G, you know. So there's seven degrees and then mm. one comes back. So you do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, and then you go two, and then you go back down on to two, and then you go back up to three, and you go back down to three, and you go back up to four. So try to analyze it like that, uh -huh. and you'll be able to learn them by there heart. There you go. Yeah. It's always the same uh, motive that's coming back it's the same structure and sequence that comes back mm -hmm. so try to see your scales as a seven degree sequence mm -hmm. that's going to help you a lot mm -hmm. i saw a question just last i think uh and i think i saw a question by starless if you could elaborate about this question and we'll get back to it maybe and that's what about wooden recorder and flute how would that do maybe about the scales and fifths practice if you can just elaborate on that it's a bit scattered but I wanted to roll back onto another question, which was, what is the hardest aspect of flute? I think it's the sound for most people. Yeah. What makes the most difficulty? Sound. Yeah. yeah. Because like, even when we do get a bit, a good sound, before we can say we have a good sound every day, yep. it takes a while. It takes a while. Yeah. Sound it's production, tough. it's tough. And it can be a bit like, oh, because they're like, yep. I sounded so good yesterday and I don't anymore. Oh, but that happens all the time. Yeah. It takes, what, 10, 15 years? Yeah. Of good practicing happens all to the be time. like, oh, I think my flute and sounds good every day. Yeah. Took me a long time. Yeah. And all and I think it's uh one thing for me a lot is when that was happening, whenever I was like, Oh, bad tone day, I would take a fifteen minute break or an hour break and then go back to it and that usually disappears. Like mm -hmm. the bad tone it's just like it's like an it's like your brain telling you something. Either I always found out that whenever I had bad tone day, I would have a Eureka day just soonly after. Mm. And I was always thinking that it's my brain telling me to stop for a second. Like you're having a bad tone day, go take a break. And then when you come back, I'm going to, I'm going to fix something in your head and you're going to play something and you're going to play well. And then I played well. I had a friend uh, who was studying the trombone mm -hmm. in conservatory. And he said that his teacher, when they had a bad tone day would make them, would be like, okay, it's not good. Can you make it worse? Mm -hmm. And then he good. would say, how did you make it worse? Mm -hmm. Now do the opposite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That can be that can be helpful. Like That's so go, helpful. Go down wow. the rabbit hole, and then once you hit dig rock deeper, bottom, yeah. hit the hit the <laughs> hit the hit the hit the hit the yeah. ground. Yeah. And also, it it kind of dramatizes the bad tone. It's just a bad tone. It's just today. It's not forever. Like we identify so much to things that just happen, and just like take a little step back. It's not a big deal. Go for it, and then you know, worst thing that can happen is. It will this this sound that that's yeah. even worse, and it's not even that horrible. You exactly. survived it, you know. Exactly. In a way, it kind of I like the idea. Yeah. So there we go. Um, yeah, we'll try to do one more question, but before that, just want to let everybody know again: go and check out uh, Musigy. That's where our store is for our digital content, uh, our course, and also some sheet music and stuff like that. So you can go to M O U S 
M-U-S-O-G-Y.com. And that's where you can help us out. The second intermediate book is going to be coming out hopefully at the end of September, which will be the uh, second book to the beginner book, which is the 15 lessons for beginners. And uh, it's going to be a great book. It's going to be very progressive. It starts you right off from where the other book left you and takes you to a new realm of uh, learning the flute, which is really awesome. So that's going to come out at the end of September. Hopefully we'll have something during the podcast and September podcast will announce uh, yeah, let's it's hope out then. we're going to be done by then but we'll uh, see. yeah we'll see yeah and then also you can go to our uh merch store which is our physical physical uh shirts and and mugs, mugs and stuff like that and hats and all those things behind us uh so you can go to our uh, store at teespring.com slash the flu channel or you can go to store dot the flu channel or store dot the flu channel.com and that's where you can go and buy merch there too and then um we have also our Patreon where you can help us uh, help support us on a monthly basis and be a, a subscriber to that. You can go to patreon.com slash the flu channel and there we will we do different things. We, you can talk to us there directly and ask us some more detailed questions. It's a more of a friendly space for people who want to support us more. So you can go there and tip us and become a subscriber to the Patreon there. And what else? And if you want to buy a flute, right? If you want yeah, to buy a flute. you can use our code TFC with the Flute Center of New York. You can go on their website, flutesforsale.com, yeah. and it helps us out, and it also gives you some perks. Yeah, and those perks That's are pretty good. great. You can try the flute for longer, up to 10 days, have a longer warranty than the traditional warranty. And you can try more flutes. Yeah, One yeah, more try more flute, flutes, yeah. And it's worldwide, and they have the largest selection of flutes there, and uh, they're all flutes there, so you can even call them and talk to them, and they'll just mention our code, and then they will uh, be able to set you up for a trial. To try out some flutes if you're in the in the in the shopping mood and a lot of people have already done that and that's amazing this past year and that's really helped us out a lot in producing more content for you guys and then also if you want to have lessons with emily you can email us at info at the flute for a flute or piano yeah and uh, that's and it all works online very well online and yeah, yeah i love it yeah it's a I lot have, of fun i have many different people and it's so interesting to meet people and see how, like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel that I listen to the news and I feel like, what's going on with human beings? And then I meet incredible people, like, that are curious and are, it kind of brings back my love for humanity. Because, uh-huh, uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah music's yeah, amazing. And it just brings out very good traits of people, I think. And, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Music. Mm. And finally, our last question, we'll pick uh, this one. Flute Rhapsody, I'm addicted to practicing. I'm seriously trying to be like Ling Ling. Well, you got to be like Lung Lung. That's your problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to practice eight hours a day and my goal, uh, and it's my goal, but it started to be harmful and uh, for me. So should I force myself? Should I force myself like that? No, you no, shouldn't. You shouldn't. Like, Even if it brings you joy, you shouldn't do that because like it's not gonna bring you joy because no. it's gonna bring you a lot of pain and yeah, like, pain is no, not good. It's not gonna bring you joy. <laughs> you're not ge- you're not doing that because it brings you joy. You're doing that because there's this weird mentality that you need to suffer to be an artist. There's those movies where the guy plays until he bleeds and all those things, and uh, I don't subscribe to that at all. Like I think you can be yeah. serious, you can be disciplined, yeah. and without hurting yourself yeah. if your body's not working anymore you won't be able to play anymore right. and you might not be able to play for years i've known people yeah, who yeah. had to stop music altogether because yeah, yeah. they Same. hurt themselves so much mm-hmm. it was to a point of no return yeah, yeah, yeah. some people continue to play with pain you know what happens their brain cuts off the signal to their yeah, yeah. finger sure, of course. and then yeah. the fingers don't don't move like right. the brain doesn't control them anymore yeah. You can lose control of your fingers by going in the pain because at one point the brain's like, I can't deal with that pain anymore and it shuts off. So like respect your body (laughs) and respect what you're supposed to be as a human being. You need to have connections with others. You need to like, I don't think it's healthy to be by yourself all the time practicing. You need to have connections and see people and or talk to people on the phone Mm -hmm. or have chats like that where we're together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like anything that and you can still learn so much in three hours a day sure 
Yeah. Three hours of serious practice. Mm -hmm. Because don't tell me that you can be super focused when you're in pain after seven hours. Mm -hmm. You might be practicing wrong things and making those wrong habits mm -hmm. even more ingrained. Mm -hmm. Sometimes practicing more can mm -hmm. be can do damage, not just to your body, but also to your playing because maybe you don't have a good posture anymore because you're tired and then you're just reinforcing mm -hmm. that. Or maybe you're not focused anymore, so you're learning bad notes and you're reinforcing right. the bad sure. notes. So I don't agree with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's a the philosophy of this thing with the recently with like Ling Ling and practicing a lot. It's a... Uh, It's, it's a, a good joke. It's a joke. It's a, it's it's a philosophical joke. It's just something to take uh, lightheartedly because we we want to laugh. It's what's healthy about it is that we laugh about ourselves, and that's good. And um, but the other side of the sword is is really practice is something that's personal. It's something that you should be able to um, be efficient for a couple hours, not much, and that's it. It shouldn't be something that takes over your whole entire life. Um, and also like. Yeah, go and live out your life and stuff like yeah. that. It's and all good. And if you do want to put more time, maybe you can analyze your music. You can listen to versions yeah. of things. You can, um, you know... Conductors look at their you scores, you know. You can work on your uh, ear training. Yeah. You can work on different aspects of musicality yeah. that don't require your body yeah. to be involved. But also, you need to live a little. And there's... In fact, live a lot more than... I think live a lot more than the opposite. And yeah. how can you be expressive in your music... <laughs> Music is an expression of emotions and life, and you need to live a little in mm -hmm. order to be able to do that. Like, yeah. 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 I, I believe in a balanced lifestyle. Yeah. And plus, so. like, also, like, there's a lot of science with brain activity and practice and in regards to anything, even just studying, like, a textbook for a class. Like, the brain has a function that can only take so much, and it has a RAM, and it's, like, filled up, and then when you are done you have to go to sleep for it to all kind of register. Like that practice doesn't end at the practice session. It has, it's so important to realize that, that when you're done practicing, there's a thousand other things happening now in the background in your head for the rest of the day. And while you sleep, that's why it's good to have sleep or that practice session has lost. I think people say they lose up to 30% of their recall if they didn't and sleep then well. And the next day you won't be as focused. You're, yeah. you're going to learn bad notes. Yeah. You're going to, And you it's know. a vicious circle. Yeah. And it happens the same thing in the morning. In the morning, if you wake up, then you don't sleep well. You don't have enough uh, capacity to be fulfilled throughout that whole day again. So it's this vicious circle that you're constantly losing. So make sure so you sleep eight sleep. hours a day, but don't necessarily practice eight hours yeah. a day. Yeah, <laughs> sleep. In fact, yeah, be ling ling sleep. and sleeping because like you're practicing, yeah. I guarantee will be way, way better and your playing will be way, way better. There's no yeah. suffering. Like the, there is suffering in, in, in the arts and stuff like that, but it's it's really grandized There's suffering much. in life in and general. And there's suffering in life like, in general. Suffering is part of the human yeah. Uh, yeah. life. Every human being yeah. suffers it's yeah. part of of the the deal yeah. <laughs> of life yeah. but yeah. i don't think we should just aim for more suffering just because we think it's going to bring us something right. else i don't think it it does yeah. but maybe i'm wrong like you know uh, it's only my opinion i yeah, yeah, yeah but that's that you know like i think just uh make your practice sessions happy and pleasant because then that because I've comes seen out people as well too who suffered For nothing. Oh yeah, you know. I've, I've known so more I, than So that's why I don't other. believe that this suffering will bring you, uh, yeah. you know, because I've seen more people suffering for nothing. Yeah. That destroy themselves instead of build themselves sure. and like sleep, eat well, exercise, and practice seriously and focused, because it's not just about how much, how many hours. It's really about your mindset. Are you aware of what you're doing, or you're just mindlessly moving your fingers, you know, without sure. a goal. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, well, one more final question. I think Rose here wants to know, I have a problem with my flute sound because it vibrates a lot and people can hear it. How do you fix that? Well, that must be vibrato, I guess, right? Uh, can you repeat that? Sorry, I was... No, it's okay. Hi, I have a problem with my flute sound because it vibrates a lot and people can hear it. Uh, if you can help me, please. Okay, I would have to see you... Sometimes it's the upper lip that just... Uh, some people, it happens, especially in the high register. Mm -hmm. The upper lip starts uh, moving without control, but also maybe it's a vibrato. Maybe it's your throat that's too closed. Maybe you don't have enough air support. It's very difficult. So yeah. It can be different things. 
yeah, have a lesson with Emily. Like email us at info at the and you can set up a lesson with us and uh, she can analyze it. Like sometimes in 30 minutes, maybe I could figure it out. And we yeah, 30 uh, minute lesson. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just email us and we'll, uh, we can, we can talk about that. I think that's it. I don't see any more. Maybe there is. If we have missed your question, I'm sorry. But uh, you can also leave th that question again down in the comments and we'll try to answer it on a future video. And we do this every, uh, like I said, every last Sunday of the month for the Food Talk Podcast. And uh, if you want to join us over on Patreon, we are going to start a couple little new little series there just for the Patreon. So you can go and subscribe to us there and listen to us and talk to us. See, that's a place where you can talk to us directly faster. Uh, but uh, you can go there, patreon.com slash the food channel, because I don't think we recommend, I don't think we said the Patreon during the little thing before. Oh. So there we go. So yeah, thanks everybody. I, it was an amazing podcast. Thanks so much for the super chat as well. That was amazing. Good Yay, help as yeah, well. Thank all, you the, so much. all that stuff goes a long way. And um, be sure to uh, check out all the things we recommended in the description. And also go check out that video by uh, KSI on his second channel, where yeah, Emily talks yeah. about the flute, teaches him how to play the flute. Cool. Anyways, see you guys. See you. Thanks for listening. Yay. Bye.